moments will be lost in time. Like tears. You have something to say to us, I believe. <laughs> um, first of all, I did warn two weeks ago that this was going to happen. Second, I'm still sorry. Third, you guys are my friends now, so we're all fine. <laughs> I, the problem is, I knew it was going to happen because you told us about it, but it happened so immediately that I, I was. <laughs> I, I was taken aback. You were still not ready for yeah, it, right? Yeah, because I was like... Like, I was expecting some context to prepare yeah. me for blackface. No, I immediately told you, there's blackface. You, and should, then, just, you should just go into it. Prepared. But then, then once it happened, once it, it was like, oh, this uh, pimp tried to hide his money in the house or whatever. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> stash his hair or whatever it was. And then it was like, blackface, and it was like, oh my god. And it, I was like, oh, well, at least that's done. At least that's over with. <laughs> and then it comes back again. Like, twice? Two, yeah. three times? I, I, I wouldn't say the movie got less offensive after that No, point. it set a tone. It definitely set a tone. Um, before we get too deeply Go into ahead. it, Incha, do you want to tell the listeners what we're watching? I still feel so bad. Oh, um. I made Michael and Billy watch Forbidden Zone, which is a film by Richard Elfman, who is Danny Elfman's brother. And Danny Elfman's actually in it, so if you want to get happy, that's a thing. Um, the film <laughs> uh, Forbidden Zone is was made in the 1980s, and it is a musical fantasy and kind of a comedy. It kind of. And <laughs> and it's about Frenchie, who goes into the Forbidden Zone and wants to know all that there is. There is a king and queen of Forbidden Zone. I kind of call it um, Alice in Wonderland meets heroin. It's, yeah, it's very Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> um, it's like yeah. if John Waters did Alice in Wonderland <laughs> with some weird Marx Brothers throwbacks. and I don't know, it's very... <laughs> But yeah, it definitely had some Alice in Wonderland vibes to it. <laughs> that totally suits it. Like, how I described it was, I was like, alright, if Rocky Horror was made in Germany in the 1930s yeah. and then remixed in the <laughs> yeah, 80s. that's accurate too. Yeah, like, like a 1930s German film, the MTV cut. So, um... <laughs> uh... There's no great starting point with this one because this movie just bombards you. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I feel so bad, but I don't at the same time. Um. So I would say, uh, I actually didn't hate it. Um. 
No, I, I thought at first, I was like, oh my god, what am I in for? <laughs> but once it started rolling, I don't know if I ever got into it, but I was at least interested in seeing where it would go. That's, that's the only reason why you watch it. I don't think people ever watched it just to be like, I like this. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> it's like once you hit the opening scene with like <laughs> with Huckleberry Huckleberry P. Jones, the local pimp. Yeah. Like you kind of just you kind of just have to go along for the ride to know where else is going. It's like it's not a movie you sit down and put on and enjoy. It's a movie you do to people. Like you're yeah. like here, watch <laughs> yeah, this. Like you just did. Yeah, like you did to us. <laughs> Um, I can definitely see why it's a cult film, though. It's got, like, uh-huh. it's, like, a classic type of cult film. You know? So it makes perfect sense that, you know, everyone would hate it and people would only enjoy it ironically. <laughs> it makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, you can totally watch, the, never watch this movie alone. Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah. if you're, yeah, yeah. why would you watch if it you're alone? With, yeah, exactly, and it was terrible. No, uh, I would never, I would never watch it a second time alone. I don't think I wouldn't choose to like sit down and put it on and watch it. But I would a hundred percent, absolutely watch it with like a group of people, especially if it was yeah. their first time watching it. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. I. I loved how much <laughs> lost. <laughs> I'm so floored. I can hardly discuss this. There's another movie it kind of reminded me of, only, like, way less transgressive. Um, Incha, I don't know if you would have ever heard of it, because it's Canadian, but Michael, have you ever seen the saddest music in the world? No. Okay, Incha, have you heard of it at all? I've listened to the saddest music in the world. (laughs) It's called? Well, yeah, we've all- Wham. (laughs) Yeah, it's called Wham. (laughs) Yeah, wake me up before you go-go. Why is she leaving him? Yeah, she- uh, um, no, I don't know. All right, I might bring it up again for a later film runners then because it, it's a 2003 like indie film that's very like black and white set during. It's like, very black and white. Like it's blown out. Like you can't see what it looks like. What's very? What's very black and white? Like it, is it a okay, thing? Just it is black, it and, is white black and white in the okay. stock. It is. It's very blown okay, out. Is it? Yeah, it, it's it's made to look like it would be like like a silent film. Is it style. a Guy Madden film? I uh, I believe. Yeah, Wait, I like Isabella Isabella Rossellini's in this. Ah. Is it? Are you go- are you googling? Yeah, and Mark- Incha? Yep. Is it is it Guy Madden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Guy Madden. Have you seen My Winnipeg? Yeah. yeah yes, I good. have. All right, we're gonna watch that yeah, at one point. Save that okay. for later. <laughs> Yeah, because it has the same sort of retro aesthetic to it, only I'd say this one, this movie uses, like, the retro German expressionist style to, like, push its transgressive, offensive ideas. Hey, if you're, if you're saying that film is like this one, consider me sold. I'll watch it whenever you want me to. <laughs> it's probably going to be way safer than you're expecting. But here's the thing, like you said, um, you said it's it's... I don't know what you ju- I can't remember what you just said. I don't really listen to you. It, it had it had a similar like retro aesthetic in that like it was it made to look like a 1930s. Yeah, but you film. said Oh, sorry. What? No, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But you you said this film had bad 
this film's more, not bad, just it's it's more intentionally offensive. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's definitely it's bad. offensive. You know why you warned us about the blackface? You did not warn us about how uh, homophobic and anti-trans it was as well. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. That, Renee, that Renee character is something else, I mean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's from the it's it's a it's a little anti-Semitic too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the elf, like, the Elfmans are Jewish, right? Yeah. And that's like a, like that was one of the criticisms about it. They were like, it's homophobic, it's racist, and it's anti-Semitic. And then Janie Elfman's like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> like Richard Elfman's like, I I am I am a Jew. Like what do you want from me? And then I'm just but he they're like, that doesn't excuse your racism. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't cover everything, unless he was like, I am a black Jewish gay man, you can't tell me. Um, uh, yeah, I think some of it, because the blackface was clearly used to make some satirical point. My problem is, I didn't get what that point was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah I don't, I don't even does. know if it had much of a point other than, like, we're gonna push the boundaries. Yeah. Because I know it was sort of trying to, it was, it was like, uh, trying to represent earlier film, right? So it was very much, like, mm-hmm. minstrel show aesthetics. Um, but there, again, it was sort of, like, offhand. Like, there wasn't a main point to that, it didn't seem, at least. So it seemed very unnecessary. Like, if you're going to do something like that, it can't really be an afterthought, right? You kind of have to have a full thought with it, <laughs> I would I would say. but uh, Like, if you're going to do it, do it all the way. But kind of, it's yeah. Like, but it's then, like, you don't want to, like, Al Jolson it all the way. Yeah. You don't want to be like, no. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, so then it's like, I think if you're not going to make it a, not a not that I, I don't want to see a whole I don't want to see a big, <laughs> it being a big part. But I'm saying if you're if it's not big enough that you're making a point about it or that you're making it very obvious what you're satirizing, then mm-hmm. you can't really just throw it in the background or it becomes more like subtly offensive. I don't know. Well, f- for me, I mean, the reason I compared it to Rocky Horror is that I think Rocky Horror has a similar style of like, hey. There's all this shit in the world that you're trying to pretend doesn't exist in your sanitized environment, but it totally exists. I'm pretty sure he did not. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure D- Richard Elfman was like, nah, I just want to put this in here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also a distinct like, I, possibility. Like, I really don't think he thought that hard about it, because, like, half of the stuff in here just feels like it wasn't much of a thought. Like, some of it just yeah. seems like an afterthought, and then... He redid some scenes and then cut out some stuff, and then he was just like, "My brother needs to be in here, guys." It was it was kind of like student filmy, um, yes, like a better like better, very. but but very like <laughs> thrown together with disparate ideas without an actual sort of like through line. Um, but yeah, it's better than a student film, worse than a stage. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like uh, it's unfortunate that we can only really compare it to other cult films because other cult films are much better, like Rocky Horror, like <laughs> John Waters movies. Like, they all know what they're trying to say, whereas I don't think this one really did. Or it was trying to say too many things, maybe? I don't know. No, it, no, no it wasn't that? 
Yeah, it it was throwing ideas at the screen. Yeah. I had... Like, and you could tell that, like, from the... Sorry, No, 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 go, 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 No, 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 the weird thing about this movie is I think, like, he really wanted to get the music across. Like, I feel like at the end of the entire movie, all you get, all you, like, want to know more about is, like, the music. That's, like, how I saw it at first, because I was just like, I just want to, I just want Danny Elfman to produce more of this music. I don't even care about the rest of the So film. what you want... Is just Oingo Boingo. Yeah, basically. And well, I can I, listen to that on Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say in that regard <laughs> that it's a, it's a success because the music is easily the best part of it. Like, right? The, <laughs> Danny Elfman is uh, Satan or whatever. Is, I think that's my favorite scene. Oh, like, yeah. I loved that yeah. scene because it, it was so much just like the most fucked up deleted scene from Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if... If Danny Elfman had been singing in a little bit more of a bass, that was just the Oogie Boogie yeah, song. Yeah, it's as if he, uh, yeah, if they had, if, if Nightmare Before Christmas had a... He, he was like, all right, look, nobody ever saw Forbidden Zone. Let me rework that one yeah, song. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he, Which... he did that for Dilbert. He did, I'm sorry, he did what for Dilbert? He, like, he, the, the whole, the whole, like, beginning song is, like, they, he, like, recut it for Dilbert. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the main Forbidden Zone theme song is the theme song of Dilbert the Animated Series. Huh, fair enough. I did not know that. <laughs> but I don't think I've ever yeah, seen... There's, there's no way to put that together in your head, I don't head, think I've right? ever seen Dilbert the Animated Series, so... It's it's a little more adventurous than the comic strip. <laughs> but, Didn't the guy who wrote Dilbert I turn mean, into, like, a uh, an alt-right oh, yeah. weirdo? Yeah, he at one point he like, uh, what do you, what do you call it when you when you say you're gonna vote for somebody? He like he, at one point he threw his support behind Hillary, and then he was like, no, I only did that because people were gonna attack me. I'm Trump all the way. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah he's written some bad yeah, things. including Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> so creative, Dogbert. That's the name of the dog. Good job. <laughs> idiot <laughs> sorry what it oh yeah we're talking about this movie <laughs> yeah. hey you know what i really liked in the movie that human chandelier thing and then it had a good joke because in like a later scene it was just a skeleton holding candles yeah <laughs> which is great there, there were good moments like that little things actually made me sincerely yeah, laugh there were a few like little good jokes like um i really liked how absolutely all like when when they finally go into the classroom how terrible <laughs> it was reminded me of like a joke from naked gun or airplane that the, there were yeah. like machine guns and then um what's his name flash just starts like shooting up heroin and there was a guy like threatening to kill a kid <laughs> in the background yeah and that whole alphabet song yeah that was Aww. crazy was was <laughs> Yeah, like, it was so just, like, what is happening? I'm so just taken aback by the weirdness, I can't talk about this as a regular film. Yeah, it's hard to, uh, 
Like there's the little boy, Flash Hercules, who's played by an old Jewish man. <laughs> he was a solid little actor, though. I mean, the character was disgusting, but he, he wasn't bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that... Well, here's the thing. Apparently, he, from what I read on the trivia, he wasn't an actor. He was like their real estate guy. But then the actor dropped out, and they're like, well, he looks like him. That's funny. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about Danny Elfman's I mean Richard Elfman's wife Frenchie I, don't li- I liked her um, Why? I don't know I thought she had a nice <laughs> Bubbly like personality I actually didn't <laughs> I, thought I, was, I thought she was going to be annoying Like the first song when they're sitting around the table or whatever uh, mm-hmm. I didn't much care for her Like the, the old jazz record They just had everyone yeah. lip sync mm-hmm. to uh, I didn't much care for her but then when it was like, because I didn't know what to expect when I was watching it. And then when it, it was like she was sort of the main character, mm-hmm. like she went into the Forbidden Zone. Uh, she grew on me as she was like doing her stuff. I mean, maybe I'm grading on a curve because there were some other people who were pretty. <laughs> yeah. But I thought she was all right. There was definitely, you got the vibe like because she was married to Richard Elfman that he basically let her do whatever she wanted, didn't she? <laughs> She did, um, but I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I actually uh, I don't really have much negative things to say about her, but I assume you do. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah, what's your take on her? I have nothing to say about her. I just like, like I didn't know what to feel about her at first because I was just like I feel like like I was kind of like Michael. I was just like I feel like you're gonna be terrible. I feel like this whole thing is gonna be terrible. Oh God, help mm-hmm. me! And then she became a person. Yeah, I enjoyed her. She became a queen. Yeah, yeah she, she was the most human of anybody yeah. in this. I think it helped that, like, it makes it more interesting to see, because she was very positive and bubbly, and in, like, the... Everyone else was so, like, yeah. callous. and in the, like, heightened reality of it all, it, it was funny because it didn't make sense for her to be that bubbly when, like, so much awful shit's <laughs> going on around her. Um, which I appreciated. It was very Alice in Wonderlandy, and I thought she fit the the that to the to a T. I liked the princess. I think the oh yeah yeah she was all right too. She was she was an all right character, and I'm not just saying that because she was topless <laughs> was the entire like, uh... film. I I want to be clear on that. No, I I think she again. It's like you said. Like all the characters were so negative and aggressive and problematic and annoying in cases that well, Satan wasn't. she was just kind of nice uh i thought she like uh, she wasn't a very good actress i didn't think um especially at first but i thought like most of her character didn't really involve her talking which sounds awful as well but i'm saying uh, like she did a lot of physical comedy that was very enjoyable i, I yeah i enjoyed it too i yeah. actually don't yeah. think i didn't really hate any of the actors in it there were just like moments that upset me <laughs> that they weren't i wouldn't mm-hmm. blame any of the actors specifically for any of the issues i had no, I, I would blame how some of them are written. I didn't like Gramps as a no, character. No, it wasn't really oh, much yeah, of a character. No. I feel like I yeah. didn't get that it joke. It wasn't really much of a character. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I did not like Renee. That's the character. I didn't like the the uh, the sister of uh, Squeeze It. Sque- is it Squeeze It? 
Is that his name? Yeah. Squeeze it. Yeah. That sounds right, because I think that was like he he was doing like the chicken yeah. body, yeah. and so he was squeezing Choking it. Himself. It was a choking your chicken joke, right? Yeah. That's what it was, right? He... Like a masturbation joke? Oh, fuck. Oh. Because I, I know he's a sense. coward. <laughs> I was just I was just seeing it as like a uh, a coping mechanism for abuse. Yeah, same. <laughs> but yours is is that's probably what they were going for. Like a, <laughs> I was probably reading way too much into it. He's definitely a coward, and that's why he's like a chicken boy. But I thought like when his yeah. mom comes in with that sailor and they're like verbally abusing him and then physically abusing him and then they leave, I thought he like jerks off for a little bit <laughs> before the rest of the scene comes off. <laughs> I thought because there was just like a bottle of lotion and tissues on the table that he was sitting on with the chickens. Right. I don't know. Aww. But speaking of that that's, weird that scene, scene just uh, I was so excited <laughs> when uh, the sailor popped up because that's Joe Spinell who's in like a bunch of other movies and he's great. He was in Godfather 2. He was in Rocky and he was in Maniac. So I was very mm-hmm. excited. Would you say this is his most likable role? Uh, I did like that he hit squeeze it. I, enjoyed, I, enjoyed that. I didn't like Squid actually. No, I, that scene really hurt. That that was almost like in the heightened reality of the film. It was too yes. real. I didn't like that scene, and I didn't like the scene where characters were raped to death. Billy, you and your PC sensibilities. <laughs> you don't like a movie where people are raped to death. Yeah, it was, uh... Yeah. I'm having issues because uh, it's it's hard to verbalize what I feel. It's like you were just watching No Country, right, Incha? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what uh, Tommy Lee Jones says when he's like, a crime like this, it's hard to even take its measure. It's like a movie like this, it's hard to take its measure. I have no frame of reference for what I saw. I can totally see why Tim Burton hired Danny Elfman after watching this movie. Because this movie does seem like something that would be totally Tim Burton's jam. It does seem like something if he were in film school with somebody and he saw this, they were like, hey, check out this movie that I made. He'd be like, this is awesome, keep going. (laughs) Well, especially with the, the expressionistic sort of backgrounds and stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, very much so. Like I, that's that's a thing I liked. I can talk about a thing I liked in the movie. <laughs> I really loved the expressionistic didn't, backgrounds. Um, I think that that was. Didn't sorry. Richard Elfman's wife, uh, Frenchie? Didn't she help design the backgrounds? I think I read that. Oh, that's really cool. If that's true. And another that's cool odd. thing, you know, Hervé Villachayez, the king. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. Yeah. Uh, he helped paint the sets on his off time, <laughs> which is awesome, right? He he was a painter, That's so that awesome. makes sense. Yeah, I like I like him. Yeah, but those the sets were beautiful. I think the d- film was actually designed really well, especially if they were trying to capture like expressionism or like the surreal cartoons of the 1930s and 1940s. Um, and it was smart because, like, obviously for a film like this, they're not getting a huge budget. Yeah. So why not lean into that, make it look cheap, but make it look good? It did look like, the sets looked like, um, as if this were a production that, like, you would see at a carnival, but after hours, like, when kids weren't allowed anymore. So it would be, like, there'd be <laughs> topless dancers and stuff like that, and the play would get all cheeky and stuff with it. But, uh... <laughs> 
but yeah. like well done sets like that because it was obvious they were like fake sets they weren't they didn't shoot this really mm-hmm. in the forbidden zone billy these sets were fake what it was not <laughs> shot on location in the forbidden zone I got confused in my notes because I thought um, that Tim Burton had used the Forbidden Zone in his version of Planet of the Apes, but that was the original Planet of the Apes, and then in Tim Burton's version, the Forbidden Zone was called, like, Kalima. Kalima. (laughs) Isn't that what they chant when they rip the heart out in Temple of Doom? Yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he went for a different reference. I like the film's animation a lot. The animation is very good. I enjoyed it. I think those were my two biggest... uh, positives i would say would be the music and the animation were the two biggest standouts as far as i was concerned yeah it it was gilliam-esque yeah it was very terry gilliam-ish gilliam-y <laughs> all of the uh all of the uh the stuff with the father at the factory the la brea tar pit factory <laughs> um that was another yeah. thing that felt like it was going for like a, a satire but it was like way too quick. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it's almost like it, it had idea. It it was like, all right, here's what my targets are going to be. But it never really figured out. Yeah, why. then it got more interested yeah. in doing like the 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 sex humor in the Forbidden Zone instead of anything else, really. <laughs> but I did enjoy. Yeah. I did enjoy when the father was on his way to work because that reminded me a lot of. Um, Marx Brothers, just all the dudes in like ill-fitting suits with like fake old man makeup, and like they all have goofy yes. Marx Brothers names. So I, I really enjoyed that because I love the Marx Brothers. But uh, then the father just sort of fizzled out at the end. He wasn't really much of the ending, even though he got like yeah, he just yeah. he just decided that he would be yeah, he just got like launched into the forbidden <laughs> zone when his factory blew up, and then in Chihuahua. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you apologizing was really good enough. I feel like we deserve an explanation. And when was what was the when did you watch it? Like when was the first time you saw this film? Um, truthfully, I was just like super, 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 super drunk. <laughs> that seems like you would have to be. I'm not gonna lie. We got I got to the blackface in my initial viewing. I paused it and I went so to like get a beer. Ten seconds into it. So- I watched. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's this kind. I watched of movie. this film dead ass over, and it was a terrible mistake. <laughs> like the first time I watched it, I watched it with one of my best friends in college, and then like we just sat around, and she was just like, "Oh, do you want to see something messed up?" And I was just like, uh... <laughs> "Hey kid, you want to see?" Hey kids, want to see? It felt like that, honestly. <laughs> and then like we just sat around, and like we just drank in my other friend's house, and I was just like, "Is that?" This this film this whole thing makes up for the fact that Danny Elfman is dressed up as Satan right now. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was the first time of me watching it. And then the second time of me watching it, I was like completely and utterly sober and I just watched it and I was just like, why? <laughs> and this is my third time watching it. Nice. I haven't watched it a lot. <laughs> well Yeah, it, w- it would be questionable <laughs> if you did. Yeah, if it makes you guys feel like you would either not have seen it very much, or the kind of movie you would watch like fifty times in high school. Oh my god, no! <laughs> if it give you, if it makes you guys feel any better, as an African American person, I am very offended by this movie. <laughs> 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 but, but I very much like it. 
So <laughs> I am my own problematic human being. Well, that's the thing. I don't think <laughs> problematic doesn't necessarily mean shouldn't exist or doesn't have redeeming quality. Oh, no, means, I'm happy yeah, this exists. <laughs> it means there are problems with it, which are worth discussing. Yeah. Right? Uh, and there are some big problems with this film. There <laughs> <laughs> are. It's, it's the, the, the scales are tipped a little bit in yeah. this one. But it's... Uh, it's to the point almost where it does become absurd. So, like, I'm not really... Like, I'm not really mad at Richard Elfman for making it. I just, like... It it's definitely seems like... Like a student film, the work of a college student who doesn't know any yeah, better. Yeah, it seems like something because there's no real where they're like, I'm not racist, but I'm gonna use this to push boundaries and make people think. Which is that's fair enough. That's a fine starting point. But it's like he didn't know what he wanted people to think about, so he just used it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm just gonna make yeah. you think. Um. I was going to say something about it. Oh, did you guys watch? So there was a, there's a color version. I watched the black and white version. Which ones did you watch? I watched the black and white version and I was slightly worried we were supposed to watch the color. Well, apparently the colored version is new, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just got digitally remastered and colored and blah, 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 blah. And Riff Tracks actually did something of it. Oh, really? Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I watched the black and white one. (laughs) So you know what? Maybe later okay. tonight I'll watch the color version. <laughs> Maybe I'll... No, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I'm already, I already feel bad. <laughs> like... I'm absolutely not going to do that. But, uh... <laughs> Alright, well, if Michael is dead set on watching this movie again, what are some other better alternatives we could give him? Oh. What, what movies does this bring to mind? I've already said The Saddest Music in the World and Rocky Horror. I would say anything by John Waters. Yeah, actually. Like, I would say Pink Flamingos, Pink Flamingos, yep, definitely, 100%. Um, Crybaby has sort of a throwback aesthetic, but it's way more like Hollywood and less, like, underground cult film, but... Yeah. I feel like I've I've only seen Saddest Music in the World once. I feel like I'm probably offending it greatly by putting it anywhere near this movie. (laughs) I'll watch it again before deciding if I'm gonna... Throw that at you, too. You know what else I would say? I would say Eraserhead. Because it has, like, that... Yeah. It has, like, such Mm. a weird weirdness about it. That's, like, a word I put together. Yeah. Um, Lynch knows what he's doing. (laughs) There were certainly, like... uh, There were a couple of... of, um, Of maybe shots or scenes that, like, seemed lynchy to me but i couldn't tell if that i was just being hopeful like trying to see something or <laughs> uh but uh but yes he is definitely much more expert at which i mean has richard elfman done any other films uh, let me check actually because i know question. the guy who played uh, i doubt it the guy who played squeeze it wrote and directed films after this mm-hmm. but i don't know if richard elfman did and has that uh, Danny Elfman fella done anything after this? See, uh... <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard that he he hummed some tunes outside of a supermarket. Oh, he's a once. bit of a tune smith, is he? Yeah, he was an actor in George of the Jungle. Richard Elfman. Yeah. Who was he? What? <laughs> Not joking. Who on the set of George <laughs> of the Jungle was a big Forbidden Zone fan? 
Oh, he was a bongo drummer, so he was there in his capacity oh. as a musician. I thought maybe, also- I thought maybe okay. he wore the gorilla suit that John Cleese's voice came out of that he did the <laughs> motion for. Was John Cleese the gorilla in George of the Jungle? I think so. I'm going off memory here. Mostly- he was also... Sorry, he also did Shrunken Heads. John Cleese was an ape named Ape. That's awesome. All right. George of the Jungle's It's not bad. I remember enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's better than uh, Dudley Do-Right, which is Brendan Fraser's second film based on a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. I think it's a million times better than Dudley (laughs) Do-Right. Incha, what are your thoughts on Dudley (laughs) Do-Right? Remember when Brendan Fraser was actually sort of like a sex symbol? Because he was like, uh, he played shirtless roles when he was in Sino Man and when he was George of the Jungle. He was just like, oh yeah, he was hot in George yeah, of the Jungle. And then like, <laughs> then life happened and he, he stopped. And, and in the first mummy, <laughs> he was very... And then life the smacks you in the face. Yeah, life, life gets you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that's what he needs? Like, if he, if Brendan Fraser were to have a major resurgence, do you think he needs to, like, get back into shape? No, he needs to switch to, like, character roles. Because apparently, I haven't watched it, but, um, what's that show? The Affair? Have you heard of that? It's, like, a Showtime show? Really popular, apparently, because neither of you have heard of it. Oh, <laughs> um, that's the, that's the Ruth, Ruth Wilson show. Yes, 100%. And Joshua Jackson's in yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> in the most recent season, I hadn't seen it, but apparently he plays, like, a. a a prison guard and i guess he's like amazing in it but he's not like you know shirtless all the time he's it's very much like a character actor (laughs) kind of role and i guess he's fantastic okay very few prison guards are shirtless the entire time oh he's not (laughs) terrible look no but he's very he's like i don't know he's dad looking (laughs) like he's he doesn't he doesn't look like george of the jungle is Encino, Encino, was there an, I feel like there was an Encino yeah. man too. You know what he looks like? He looks like the guy that comes up to you and has to tell you that you should keep your children away from him. Oh God. <laughs> like, in this, like in this clip of the affair, because yes, I looked it up. Okay. He looks like that guy. Okay. So here's right. the thing. Speaking of keeping your children <laughs> away from things, what about the forbidden? Wait, hold on one, one second, because I'm just gonna screen cap this for you guys I'm, and then send it to you. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it was a character he was playing because first you were defending him, like we were being super hard on him, and you were like, "Oh, leave, no, leave him alone. He doesn't look that bad." And then you're like, "Oh, actually, he looks like a, a registered pedophile," which is an insane way to defend a person. I just sent you guys the screen cap if you want to look at it really fast. <laughs> Take a look at that. I got nothing else to do right now. <laughs> that is uh That is definitely a picture of Brennan Fraser. Circa this year. Man, we are ruining our chances of having Brendan Fraser appear on this podcast. I was gonna podcast. say, like, he's not even in the forbidden, just like <laughs> him down out of nowhere. So that's like someone knocked him down a peg. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we talking about Hervé Villachez? Because uh, he's there's nothing to talk about. He was great. He was unimpeachable. Yeah, he was like he was like the third yeah, or fourth best thing about. Yeah, this he movie. was really good. <laughs> I liked it at the end when uh, when his wife dies. That uh, it says that 
there was like, oh, they had some time to mourn her before it showed like the big wedding finale because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, good, he like he didn't you know immediately <laughs> yeah. jump into bed with Frenchie. He he took some time to mourn. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, from what I read, that was his real life wife. Was it? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Apparently they like they were going after her, and then when they got her on board, like, oh, she nice. brought him. And then he was super into it. He That's was awesome. like painting sets. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, was this? Yeah, this was during Fantasy Island times. So he, he's like, oh, okay, a, like a meaty role, <laughs> something he can really sink his teeth into. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was apparently an awful person, though, right? Or am I making that up? Should I not slander the dead? <laughs> Didn't he like? Wasn't he awful? Didn't he like? Th- I read one time that I, he was awful. I don't know. I heard he, like, threatened women with guns all the time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Again. That would be an again, awful thing Again, I'm going off, like, something I half remember from maybe, like, an inside Hollywood <laughs> studio thing. But I think he... Oh, okay. Um, He fired a shot through a sliding glass patio window in order to wake up his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's not as bad. Never mind. He is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> so did he just think guns were used as alarms? <laughs> I mean, it would it would wake you up. Well, not not when he had to wake himself up, it didn't. Didn't he kill himself? Didn't well, he shoot himself? Yeah, after, after that, he shot yeah. himself. <laughs> oh, shit. Billy didn't know that. It would wake you up. <laughs> For Billy's very snarky about a guy, a tragic, tragic situation where a man killed himself. <laughs> you were like, you were I, like an I, action I... movie hero who, like, after a dude kills himself, you like stub out your cigarette. You're like, well, that that'll wake you up in the morning. <laughs> Hero is claiming credit via one liner of a suicide. Yeah, he just walks around a crime scene. Like, like nothing that he did at all. He just shows up. Yeah. The police chase him off. Oh my god. I mean, that's it. it that's what he did in CSI Miami. Just went to dead bodies and had a. Yeah, a but he was a cop. Line. It would be weirder if it was just some dude who walked up and, like, if someone yeah. jumped off a roof and, like, landed on a car, they were like, oh, I guess that guy forgot his keys. The cops would be like, hey, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I remember my dad used to watch CSI Miami all the time, but literally only, like, the, up until the opening credits. And then he would he go just watch wanted something to see else. the jokes that they would end with. <laughs> he, he would just never yeah, miss he just the one line. to see how they'd end that cold open. Oh, did you see that video? Uh, should we talk about Forbidden Zone? <laughs> Never mind. Do we have anything? Does anybody have any notes they want to bring up for the Forbidden Zone? Mine are, are just a train wreck that I'm looking at right here. The only note I don't think I touched on. Oh, I did touch on it about it being Alice in Wonderlandy because there were like that the Frog Butler and um, those two bald boxers were very Tweedledee and Tweedledumish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember when that frog was uh, sleeping with the princess? <laughs> That's something. Yeah, that was fine. And remember when the frog got kicked in the nuts and then, like, ran a half mile <laughs> to his death? Like, it was as if he was supposed to stumble off the cliff, but it was a completely separate set, so it looked like he 
literally like <laughs> couldn't stand the pain of being kicked in the in uh, the nuts and then just jumped off a cliff. Sometimes you write something in the script and you film it a different way <laughs> and you have to make yep. up for it. You're right. Hard choices. Um, so would you, what do we usually do at the end of this? I can't even remember. Do we say if we, do we say if we liked it? Yeah, uh, I think we said, I think we're saying would we, would we okay, rewatch good. it? good, that's a real catchy, catchy okay. segment title. <laughs> would we rewatch it? <laughs> would you rewatch it? Would you watch this film again Whoa, whoa did we get Danny Elfman on the line? Did we, did we get him? <laughs> Is this a surprise guest I didn't know about? No, because the song didn't go. What's this? Would you rewatch this film right now? Okay, that's better. Yeah, that, that's that's alright. That was so much yeah. better. Yeah, because I'm literally <laughs> singing a Danny Elfman song. Then stop singing your original songs, Billy. <laughs> that's a good point. Stop singing your original songs, Billy. We let the people decide. <laughs> We're people. <laughs> yeah. No, you two are from the sixth dimension. I wish. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Alright, uh, would re- would we rewatch this movie? Incha, since you're the one who <laughs> Since you're the one who has rewatched the movie, would you rewatch it? Um, no. Not unless I, well, unless I got to, like, torture somebody else with it. Friends! Uh, Michael? no. But I would rewatch it with people, or... I would recommend it to someone if they didn't know what it was about. I would say, this was a nice movie you might enjoy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, would you recommend it, Billy? Or would you rewatch it, sorry? Uh, n- no, I-, I think once was enough. <laughs> it's a classic one-and-done situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, I'm glad to have seen it. And there are some fun songs inside of it and from the inside of us to the outside of you God. <laughs> that's edit, edit, get that out of it, <laughs> it no yeah, this is not from <laughs> I'm so pleased to meet you The boys that I've been expecting to greet you As guests of honor in the house of the dead Just relax, lay yourself down, say goodbye to your head Hi, hi, hi Hi, hi, hi Ho, ho, ho 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 Ho, ho, ho